Welcome to the Cassette Monkeys Press Play Podcast. I'm your host, Emma Hames, musician, artist, and founder of Cassette Monkeys. Sometimes life can feel like someone pressed the pause button, and sometimes the world can feel like we're on rewind. In this show, we cover topics such as mental health, well-being, creativity, tech, Web3, social justice, psychology, and many more. Stay tuned for inspiring stories and conversations that explore what it means to press play on the life you want in a fairer, healthier, more equal world. Hello. Hey, how are you? I am very well. How are you? Very well, thank you. A busy day today, but it's good to sort of have a break and uh, talk to talk to you, Emma. Yeah, likewise. Um, Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, to kick off, would you be able to share with us what you do at Real Nifty and your work at Vinyl Chapters? Yeah, no, of course. Um, so yeah, I'll get started with uh, Real Nifty. Um, so I'm currently the CEO at uh, Real Nifty. And uh, Real Nifty is a truly sort of unique NFT platform, uh, we, we think anyway at the moment. It's, it's basically mainly focused around NFTs for real things, which you can find when you go to our website. But what we're really trying to do as a company is really try and bridge those physical and digital worlds when it comes to NFTs. So what that means is we have to seek out and have a real world utility or connection when it comes to most of the projects that we work with. And we're really trying to find the best way to link, for example, a digital item with a physical item or a real life experience in some kind of way. Um, so at the moment, we, we usually sort of work with projects that are around the fine art areas. And we're also expanding out to uh, to the music industry as well. We're really keen to work on some music projects, uh, some that we actually have coming up in the pipeline. And we really want to broaden out to the creative landscape and just bringing a lot of people to our community um so i mean at the moment we, we really want to build that education and have real nifty as a as an education hub as well we want to be the home for those creators looking to build their web free presence and learn about nfts and also for um projects to form partnerships with other projects and and just come into our community and really sort of concentrate on how they can link together because that's what Web3 is. It's a community of people that are in this new space and we're all going to learn together and we're all going to grow the industry together. So we want a safe space for people to be able to do that. And that's why we're concentrating on our Discord and our live events in order to create that knowledge base that will hopefully grow over time. And it's been a really interesting journey because, I mean, as you know, the, the Web3 space is still in its very young days and um, there's just so much confusion for some people and there's lots of people out there that are trying to help. And it's just a, a space that's that's very unknown at the moment to some people and it's, it's bringing those people in and really sort of teaching them what Web3 actually is and what NFTs are that's going to help c- c- combine the, those skills and um, and bring everyone together. So that, that's uh, that's basically what we're trying to do at Real Nifty at the moment. We're kind of, like, like I said, an NFT agency working on the digital and physical connections. Um, so, yeah, I'll just uh, move on to Vinyl Chapters quickly as well. So uh, Vinyl Chapters is what my main passion is, which is music, which I know is one of yours as well, Emma. It's um, I founded the website about five years ago and um it's, it's kind of a music and community platform that, that brings all my passions together so that's like music photography and um and uh, a few other things as well stories is, is one of the big things that's behind the project so it's what i used to do it started off as an instagram account where i would get people to hold up a record 
and they then tell me the story behind why they chose that record. And what I found from this is there was it, it brought a lot of people together. It was it was the, the stories behind the music were truly fascinating, and some that we haven't heard before. How how an album affects someone, how a certain song um, helps someone through a tough time, and some of the stories like funny, moving, dramatic. It, it was it's fantastic, and because there was such a a big um, people just enjoyed them so much. I decided to start a website based around that, and this basically grew over the years, and um, started to add features, news, reviews, that sort of thing to the website, and. Um, yeah, it just grew from there and I took on a couple of writers and now it's kind of a, a machine that runs mostly on its own and I'm sort of just edit it and, um, and we keep it running in the background. And uh, yeah, people seem to really enjoy it and um, it, it's great uh, a great way to really meet people and just hear their stories behind the music. I love that. That's, that's, that's really incredible. Um, and it's a great website and it's a great concept and there's something really special about vinyl as well. So um, yeah, we'll put the links uh, in the description for this episode if anyone wants to check that out. Um, and talking of Web3, what what inspired you to get into it? What led you into Web3? Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's quite an interesting story. Like, um, as I said, it, it kind of started off with vinyl chapters. At the beginning of 2021, I started actually getting into more music and technology and where, where the current um, music space was going to go in the future. Because, I mean, as you know, music's, music kind of has these turns where it evolves over time. And I mean, the last big, I guess, electronic change was was with streaming and, um, and MP3s and digital downloads, and that completely changed the music industry. And uh, that's basically what, what led me to writing a bit more for vinyl chapters about music and technology and where it's going. And of course, that led me to Web3 and uh, NFTs. So, I mean, at that time, it was completely new to myself. But I started researching into it and I found uh, what was a project by the band uh, Kings of Leon. So they were releasing, they were one of the very first kind of music uh, NFTs that was out there that had a physical element. And um, so what they were doing, they were giving away, uh, well, you could um, have the chance to purchase an NFT, but as part of that NFT, you would get the uh, digital download of their new album. And you would also uh, get a vinyl, a special vinyl release that came with it. So um, I basically figured out how to purchase that NFT, read all about it, and decided to teach my community on vinyl chapters about what NFTs are um, by writing about my experience by purchasing this um, this record in NFT. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great experience and I really enjoyed it. And it just opened the door to a whole brand new community to me and uh, a community of like-minded people who wanted to see change and who all came together to help this project uh, make sense. And again, it was the community that came together when there were certain aspects of the project that didn't work as well as perhaps they could have. Uh, for example, the, the vinyl, physical vinyl record actually took around 10 months to be delivered out to the people that were part of the project that purchased the NFTs. And at one point they were trying to charge over $100 to deliver outside of the US, which the community obviously kicked up at. And then as this was the early days, I think a lot of the projects out there didn't realise the power of community and that they have to actually work with them rather than against them and let them in the know, or keep them in the know of what's going on within the projects a lot more than uh, they used to. 
So this all happened and obviously they lowered the price and they made sure that in the future these the delivery system was going to be a lot cleaner and, and uh, usable. And uh, yeah, like I said, it just showed me the power of community and how this is going to uh, help going forward. So um, that led me on to conversations in the web free space because my article took up a bit of steam and then I started getting contacted by um, a few people in the web free space or people that wanted to learn about web free. And uh, yeah, it just just led me to some great conversations of where I met the founder of Real Nifty, who had just founded the company. And then again, we just realized we were on exactly the same wavelength when it came to the physical and digital. And we decided to just team up and go, go full steam ahead with um, trying to bridge that gap and um, do what we can with Web3 and NFTs in the space. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point that you you bring up, or two really interesting points to, to sort of think about um, in the Web3 space, which is the community element and something that's often not really fully understood or, or recognized in, in sort of the mass understanding of, of NFTs, which can just be branded as a kind of um, a novelty thing or, a, you know, a profile picture. And, and I think there's this massive element of community that often gets overlooked, which is a shame because I think it's one of the most um, high potential and, and quality aspects of, of the space. And then the in real life um bridge as well the the connection of nfts and how that can be applied to real life assets um again i don't i don't think we've really tapped into and i, I don't think it's fully understood so yeah it's really exciting to see how how your work with, with real nifty is is gonna shine a light on on these things um talking about creativity and passions you have a passion for music photography writing how have these creative outlets played a, a role in in your life yeah, I mean, those those three things have just been hugely influential for me completely, like they are for, for many people out there. I mean, I guess in a way I've always been quite a sort of introverted person and like two or two of those, uh, namely like writing and photography, I guess could be seen as quite an introverted sort of way to sort of express yourself. So I, I guess at the time I felt catered to, to, to that when I needed them and, and they were there for me to really sort of uh, develop, I guess, sort of technique and build stories and, and made that passion kind of my own. And, and I guess like in a way, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of how that works with music as well. I mean, music uh, actually comes along, as I'm sure you know, Emma, can be like a calming and meditative kind of uh, pursuit. And um, I mean, especially when you're creating it yourself. I mean, I don't do do it. Uh, I don't actually write much or or play much music myself anymore, which I really should really sort of get back into because it is a, a calming thing for me. But I, I do remember like when I used to grow up being in bands and especially in the in the early days, how nervous I used to get on stage. I mean, it was almost like um, debilitating in a way because I was such a, like a, a quiet person. But at the same time, it brought me out of my shell and really sort of helped me grow as a person and it was yeah it was really lovely to sort of meet the community in the music space as well because because I'm sure you know that it's a very welcoming community and everyone comes from different backgrounds and it's amazing to mix with these kind of people so these are like all the passions that show me you don't have to be I guess kind of like stuck in an office as a job if you don't want to be I think for many people it's kind of like ingrained in them that that's going to be their future they're going to go to an office and do something like that but 
when you hang out with these creative communities, you realise that there's other ways to build a life and there's other ways to to build your work. And if you're happy in your work, it almost doesn't really sort of feel like it's work at all. And you have that chance to sort of really experience that. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, those passions, what what drove me towards Web3 and um, create something new in this industry. And yeah, like I said, it's it's a good, the good thing about Web3 is just it's so inclusive, just like music, and you can, anyone can come from any background, and there's so many different passions out there. And and because because Web3 is a new industry, anyone's welcome. Anyone's welcome to try it out and, and see what they can do do with it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know if I've asked you this before, because we've chatted it a few times before, but um, what what instruments do you play? What's some of your, your music background? Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, I started off playing uh, guitar back in the day. And then um, my fir- the first band I was in, I was the bass player. And then I gradually migrated to actually doing some singing in that as well. I haven't practiced singing, so please don't ask me to sing. But, yeah, we had some fantastic... Um, yeah, I, I, I used to sort of uh, enjoy playing in the band, and um, yeah, I think we just got to the stage as well. Our, our drummer sort of moved away, and then our guitarist had a family, and it kind of fell apart. I never sort of followed up with another band, but yeah, some great memories, and um, yeah, some very unique uh, band names I was in. Like I'm sure it is for everyone, and uh, it's a, it's a part of my past, and definitely a, a part of my present, and hopefully it'll be a part of my future at some point too. <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. I mean, once it's under your skin, it's it's hard to sort of shake off, isn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. We seem to have a, a shared passion for for storytelling and creativity. Why why do you think sharing stories is so important? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we certainly do have that shared passion. I mean, um, I think I even reviewed uh, one of your tracks for Vinyl Chapters a, a few weeks ago, which was a fantastic song and. It just sort of highlights the, the 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 stories that actually come through that music and and what you can what you can do with it. I mean, with um, it was actually music and also vinyl chapters that taught me how important stories are and how important communities can be. Um, sharing stories through through the people I found on vinyl chapters. I mean, some of them were very harrowing, and they were they were willing to reveal the, all these harrowing stories to me to someone that they'd never met someone that had either connected with them on uh, Instagram, which I often did to, just to ask if they'd be happy to, to share one of the uh, vinyl photos with me, or even what I used to do, especially on record store day, was um, hang, a, hang about outside the record stores and just see if anyone had a record bag on them and say, hey, what have you bought? And um, have you got a story behind why you bought this? And like I said, even just meeting someone in those two minutes, they would tell me this, their life story and, and how, how music's affected them. And it was just amazing to really sort of see how this all comes together and, and the atmosphere that's created. It, it, it almost creates like a, it, it kind of gave me a lot more empathy and, and made me feel less lonely that it's not just me that's affected by music and, and how much it can lead to passion and how much it affects people throughout their lives no matter if you're five or 50 or older you know it's music is there for everyone and can affect everyone in different ways and everybody has a story behind uh, some of the music yeah I, I, that's that's such a an interesting point that music is kind of the catalyst and the facilitator for humans to be able to communicate with each other because yeah. yeah you're not just going to walk down the street and say hey could you share one of your deepest deepest emotional stories with me but yeah with a with a vinyl record in your hand or a you know a song in any form um that can open doors and and 
open just connection, I suppose, with, with yeah. other people. Um, it was almost like magical. They had this like, yeah, like a vinyl disc in their hand that almost allowed them to be able to tell a complete stranger stories that they just probably haven't told to hardly anyone before. It's crazy. Yeah, and I'm even wondering if, if just that just that interaction with you sharing their story then adds even more of a kind of history and an emotional connection to that record when they then bring it home. They're, they're going to have that mm. memory of, of actually expressing the story and why why that record means so much to them. So um yeah that's it's 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 very uh it's very inspiring um you were reached out to by bbc's talk about nfts um and i wanted to ask how was that for you and why do you think education on nfts is so uh necessary at this time yeah so um it was very scary to be honest um, i'd never been on uh, tv or radio or anything in the past so it was a uh, it was a big big step for me but I'm I'm so glad that I sort of uh, took the time to actually do it and didn't shy away from it or say no because these days I, I speak to people every day now. It's it's a skill that I've I've kind of learned just only recently over the last couple of years to be able to even um, speak to CEOs, um, speak to people in the web free space every day, um, go on live events, even host live events and Twitter Spaces. What I've been doing recently. If you feel you can't do it, you, you can, you can. It's just like anything. You just need to practice and, and take your time. I mean, when I first started doing it, I, I mean, I swear, I used to just sweat so much, even though I was just on screen and like, I can actually see anyone. It was just, it was kind of like in the back of my mind, there was a fear that there were so many people listening to me and I just wasn't used to it. But over time, it's fine. It's You, you, you just get used to it. And it's, it's something that's, that's uh, pretty pretty fun to do, actually, now that I've, I've, um, I've got used to it. And I think, like, uh, I guess one of the books that really sort of helped me out with this, I don't know whether you've heard of it, but there's one called, like, um, 10% Happier. And it's, I think it's by a guy called Dan Harris. And um, he was a newscaster in uh, America. And he actually had a panic attack live on air. And um, he, you can actually find the YouTube video clip where it happens. And he kind of covers it quite well, but you know, in the back of his mind that something's wrong and he had to like, um, someone else had to take over from him while he went away and sorted himself out. And it just kind of reminded me that that people do get in these situations, not everyone is a natural talker and even someone who's been a new cut, newscaster for that long, can, underneath it all, he still has a problem being able to do like, the job that he's there to do. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, this book just goes through his story and, and it kind of like um, goes through how meditation helps him out. And uh, it really sort of set the rail straight for him and it turned his life around. And so, I mean, it, it also doesn't have to be like really sort of hardcore meditation that people think of when it comes to that. It's just like relaxing your mind for, for 10 minutes every every day or, or, or a bit more if you want. But that, that book really sort of helped me sort of really calm myself before like going online and talking to people. And um, it was it was really good to, for me to start being able to educate other people. It gave me that opportunity to really uh, dive into how NFTs have affected me and how how they can help other people in their projects really uh, take them to the next level or even find that start that that um, they wasn't able to find. It's um, yeah, it's, it's given me the the importance, I guess, to really sort of get out there and just help and educate people on how NFTs can move them to the next step, definitely. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think, 
yeah, I think Web3 and, and uh, the potential for how it can really revolutionize so many aspects of our personal lives and, and society really is, is we haven't touched the surface on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what differences do you see happening in people's lives due to Web3, um, mainly around the context of NFTs for musicians and artists? Uh, so it's sort of a two-part question. Um, yeah. NFTs as, as a way to sort of allow financial freedom for, for musicians and artists and then leading on from that sort of um, for, for every single person with regards to their mental health. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to musicians and artists, I think like um, a good a good example is is back during COVID when artists and musicians, they, they didn't have these exhibitions anymore. They didn't have, um, they couldn't go out and do exhibitions. They can go out and meet people and, and distribute their work anymore. And what way what they were left with was kind of trying to find another way to actually survive in a way or, or continue doing the, the creativity that they love. And to do this, I think uh, a lot of them joined into communities like on Clubhouse and because uh, that just came out at the time, which was, again, another sort of push forward in the technology because of COVID and everyone else was at home and needed the technology to move on. And what I found when I when I found these people was that they were using NFTs as their next stream of income. But not only that, they were educating other artists and other musicians that hadn't used them before how to use them so they could continue creating and so they could actually connect with their audiences in a different way to they were before. Sometimes even closer than they were before. I mean, if you go out and have a gig, um, you might not always go and talk to your audience afterwards. Uh, whereas with uh, communities like in Clubhouse, obviously with Twitter and stuff now, you can actually go and talk to your to your audience a lot, and it feels a lot more personal. But not only that, when it's the NFT structure, the, these people, for example, with artists, they can actually purchase your work directly from you rather than going through like an exhibition space or somewhere else. And there's that unique connection. And again, in the music industry, NFTs have allowed artists to do VIP gigs. Say, for example, if if you buy a certain NFT, you can hold on to that. And there might be, say, a um, a, a gig for uh, online gig for 50 people attached to it, where it can be very personal and very intuitive, and really sort of get to know your mega fans, your super fans, and if he really sort of keep you going. And it's kind of like that symbiotic relationship, I guess, where people were feeding off each other and uh yeah for me it's just an amazing space where where the music industry is just going to involve and and change over time and get better and better and it's going to be really interesting to see where it goes from here yeah absolutely um it's it's an exciting time um i i already have kind of i think most of us have an understanding of what is possible but i feel like every conversation i have on this issue a new a new sort of um, possibility and avenue crops up where it's like, oh, I hadn't hadn't thought of that. Yeah. And again, we you know there, there's going to be even more possibility as as the tech develops, um, as creative minds come to the space and come up with new ideas. So um, yeah, we're going to close uh, part one down for now. We'll be back in a minute with uh, part two.